0: Don't lie. Hey, guys. Welcome to our show. We're so excited. We're here to talk about vagina health and all sorts of exciting things. We are coming to you from our respective homes. I'm Janelle, and we have my sister here, who's a midwife, nurse practitioner, Ash, and we have my friend, Katie Boyle, comedian, So, and I myself am a comedian. So, We're here to really get into the nitty-gritties of what happens in the shower. What are you doing? How are you self-caring? How are you keeping things kinky and fun and wet and welcoming <laughs> what's going on and so we'll get into all that uh yeah so we'll just kind of dive in
1: I love this topic because I only found out recently well I got very confused I'll tell you why because firstly I saw something where it said don't uh, wash your vagina. It's a self-cleaning organ. I saw this in the dentist in a discovery magazine and I was like, nobody told me that. So then I stopped washing my vagina, but I guess they meant the inside of your vagina. And then I saw something that was like, the outside of your vagina is not a vulva. And I was like, oh no, am I a dirty cow? Am I meant to be washing that? I don't understand. I don't What's a vulva? What's a vagina? What am I meant to be washing? Wash none of it. Oh, really? Okay, great. Okay. Cause now, I've, <laughs> now I've gone back to washing my, like, clitoris and pee hole. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. This is so great, Ash. <laughs> I'm so glad. My vagina's going to be so healthy after this podcast.
2: <laughs> okay, well, Really happy and healthy.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting time for people. Like, I was saying to you guys off offline is that here we are getting ready for another lockdown. We're in this crazy pandemic, and I think women... Um, want to feel or anyone that identifies as being woman want to feel like oh i've i feel sexy i feel alive i'm feeling like i'm not just sitting around like a houseplant sedentary so like what are the things people are doing for self care that maybe happen in the steamy shower maybe happen outside of it um i i shave every morning like a psychopath because i have nothing else to do with my day <laughs> You guys don't shave.
1: I physically hate shave. I even hate my hair is greasy right now. I even hate washing my hair. It's so much effort. I haven't shaved my legs. I'm only shaving my legs if I'm having sex and I'm not having sex. So (laughs) Janelle, did you know you were meant to not wash your vagina? I did only because Ash told me a vagina is a
0: self-cleaning oven, which I love that metaphor. Wait, So before I told you that you were washing? Um okay well I didn't mom teach you not to to not wash
2: yeah. you mean not
0: go inside
2: of it no any i don't i've never i've never used anything down there and i just always knew not to
0: so you don't even go down over cuz i still do <laughs> <laughs>
1: So not even over the clitoris or over the flappy parts?
2: So the way I talk, the way I talk to people at my clinic is where that hair grows and that whole area down to the opening of your vagina. Um, There's no need to wash at all, Um, not on the outside or the inside. You only want to wash the outside with water, just water by itself, no soaps or products or anything. And then you want to do nothing for the inside busted i definitely (laughs) both of your faces are incredible right now just jaws dropped hitting Ah. the floor
1: yeah because like even when you um when you masturbate you know there's lots of of gunk
2: (laughs) (laughs) but but water water works
1: wow try just water no i'm out of water this is great i'll do it i'll do it (laughs) um and but what if you're I obviously have hairy vagina and like I keep a trim and um we I know that you have a very hairy ash you're like we're like the tree stages here and Janelle you're like bare so I do know that pubes are there for a reason I guess to like help keep it clean and stuff so what if you've no pubes can you still not wash it
2: yeah so the the tough thing is if you have no pubes it's probably because you're shaving or waxing. So you're actually putting products down there anyways. Um, so if you're someone who has imbalances in the vagina, like bacterial vaginosis, also called BV or yeast infections or other kinds of vaginitis, then you might want to try just doing nothing for a bit and see what happens. Or if you really don't like hair trimming instead of shaving, because then you're not needing to use soaps or shaving creams and other kinds of products. Because if you avoid using soap, but you're using a lot of other stuff, then it's doesn't really make a difference.
1: This is great. I love this. I always find like the the pube thing very stressful because like when I, a few guys, when I came over here, they were like, oh, you've pubes. Is that like European? And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just... <laughs> you're like, it's a me thing. i yeah, yeah. like, yeah, it's very we're European. We're all very hairy.
2: <laughs> it makes you so exotic, right? Of just, uh. <laughs> Something that can totally be normal for women, no matter where you live. But I've been shaving for
1: 31 years. Wait, not no, all that. that's not true. <laughs> okay, when did you hip you? Did you come out with hair on your vag?
0: <laughs> I'm actually 62. No, I. Sorry, I forgot. I had a like a mini stroke for a second. I am 31, so I've been shaving since. I remember the first time I did shave, I was so excited to go to a pool party down the street, and I my crush Bugsy was going to be there. His name was, nickname is Bugsy. And I gouged my my ankle. Oh, remember well, that? Yeah.
2: I was going to say, do you remember when mom st- said you weren't allowed to shave? You messed up your ankle so bad you took a chunk out of it. And so I felt bad I didn't want you to be made fun of at the pool party, so I shaved your legs for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Every good sister <laughs> shaves another... Sisters, hairy legs. Yeah, but I have been shaving religiously and and knock on wood, I haven't had any vaginal issues. So maybe I'm just the rarity. Maybe I just have a perfect little vag.
1: <laughs> I have definitely had vag They're issues all perfect
0: in
2: their own way.
1: Anytime I have sex with a guy without a condom, I get fucking UTIs and I try not never to have sex without a Ooh. condom.
2: Yeah. That's a good idea anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's definitely a good. One time I had sex without a condom and I was uh so convinced that he had given me an STI that I gave myself uh an imp- like the gynecologist was like, "Oh, you just you've stressed yourself into feeling pain. You don't really have an STD." So, these condoms. <laughs>
2: You're so empathetic. <laughs> the mind is powerful and there's a strong mind vaginal vulvar connection. Speaking of you Katie, I think you were asking earlier, like, the vagina, the yeah. vulva, what are all these, what's everything?
1: Right? What is it? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, the vulva. Are we
2: cleaning our vulva? Yeah, so the vulva, when we say that, we mean the, the bits on the outside. So your lips or your labia, there's two sets for most people, um, the outer and inner labia. And sometimes the outer labia are longer, sometimes the inner labia are longer. Um, really, that's both are normal. And um, and then as you spread the lips and move more inside, you'll, um, you'll see more internal structures and you'll see that opening, the larger opening is the one that goes to your vagina. So the vagina is actually, you know, the deeper part where you can you know stick your finger into if you're putting in a tampon or maybe you know a toy or a penis um that's your
1: vagina i love this i'm just surprised that they don't teach you from young being like it's a vulva because it's not the vagina and vulva's funny it sounds like it's you know it's like look my vulva i don't know
2: <laughs> i i love that word my my husband doesn't think it's a very sexy word but i love talking about vulva, the
0: vulva. <laughs> i like it no i meet me too I think that's why we went for this name for the podcast, Lips Don't Lie, because we feel like you're both lips. You know, these lips and then your vulva lips are very expressive of how you're feeling in the moment. And if they're open and welcoming and warm and puffy and wet, it's like, come on in, man. drive throughs open. <laughs> but if okay. you're- you Got to wash those lie, lips. Yeah, you got to wash the lips and they're not going to lie. It's the same with these lips. And your hips won't lie either, Shakira, Shakira.
2: You were- saying how why don't they teach us that and I thought it was wild when Orange is the New Black had an episode where someone mentioned that you had three different holes as a woman or as someone with with female parts Um, and that seemed to have really like make it across the nation all of a sudden women are realizing that they have separate holes that they pee out of and uh, I think I guess that's a really um a good plug for media right and how it can maybe take up the educating that didn't happen for all of us in school
1: it's so true though because I didn't well firstly no one showed me where the clitoris was I figured that out on uh, when I got way older uh, mm-hmm. like in my 20s I didn't start masturbating until my mid 20 until I moved over here and then um which is great because that's when I started orgasming. I was like, "Oh shit! I've been lying this whole time." <laughs> I
0: it was. It would an Academy Award just <laughs> acting for all
1: these. I know. I was, I was like, "Sex is fine," and then I started touching myself. I was like, "Sex is amazing." Oh,
0: you're like, "I'm the best. No one, knows.
1: But it's you know the clitoris. I think a lot of people think that the clitoris. So this is great that we're talking about this. So we have the vagina, the vulva, but the, a lot of people think the clitoris is where the pee hole is. And a lot of people being me and people on my TikToks, I posted a video about it. And a lot of people were like, what do you mean? It's not the pee hole. It's not the pee hole, right? Really? I
2: wow, I didn't know people thought that.
1: Yeah, 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 loads of people on my, I posted a thing about where the clitoris was, was like all the different I holes. saw that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the man of comments were like, oh, I thought it was the pee hole. I thought it was like the same thing.
0: So Ash, can you show us, do you have that? little model could you sh- show us where the pee hole
2: um well yeah but for those who are just listening wouldn't be able to see but i uh, i'll grab my model okay.
1: we, we could articulate it as well yeah. Uh, yeah. as you as you show so, so
2: actually in looking at my model it's making me think i would like to add more to it it's um it's more useful i can show people how to put um the birth control ring into their vagina so it's not perfectly to um scale here but there's um so there's three holes the larger one here is your vagina that's where my finger is right now and that's the one where you you know you're actually able to place your own finger in there or that's where maybe you've placed a tampon and that's where your period blood comes down from and then there's a teeny tiny hole that sometimes is too small to see. That's just above that hole. Um, this one you won't mistake for your vagina because you can't really place anything in it. Um, I mean, a catheter can go in if we needed to get a urine sample, but that's beside the point. I'm getting too technical here. And then above that is where you might, um, be able to notice, um, the hood of your, that comes over your clitoris and, and your clitoris, it looks small, maybe like you know, smaller than the tip of your pinky. Um but really the clitoris is this amazing part of your body that's quite large. It goes deep into the vagina. It comes down behind your lips. It's um it almost has these wings.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: the part that you're able to see on the outside is quite small. And that's also why there's a lot of other parts of the body you can stimulate that feel really good that actually um are activating and exciting your clitoris.
1: That's amazing cuz isn't it? True, or did I make this up, that they think now that uh, the G-spot is actually just the back of the clitoris?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's part of it, yep.
1: It's like 10 centimeters long, right, inside your vag? The,
2: yeah, the, the clits, the clits large. I think everyone should go and look up a picture of, you know, how, how beautiful it really is and how large it is and think about that when you're touching yourself sometime and exploring or inviting somebody else to.
1: Because I even found on the whole masturbation journey, sorry, Janelle, you probably need to uh, make a comment, but that even touching parts like above, like my clit, like that would actually excite, like make me feel pleasure more. But I guess it's just because I'm hitting the it's just so big. So great. Everybody touch yourselves. Sorry, Janelle, go ahead.
0: No, I'm over here feeling totally novice. Like I need to go do my research and and I'm now Googling images of clit.
1: Do you the- touch yourself you you do, are you click girl
0: I do yeah but it's been so long I mean just to get ready for this podcast I did this morning so I felt nice.
1: <laughs> yeah I did loads last you. night um <laughs> I because I even found like you know I, I really wish in sex education you know because you know they, they really do tell little boys because they don't want them to be frustrated it's like wank or whatever what? um yeah. And I just feel like my mental health got better when I started touching myself and also sex got better because I can't orgasm from a penis. I need to I need to touch myself. And it was better for the guy, too, because, you know, he was like, cool, this is hot. Um, Now, I have only had sex with men so far. Uh, so that's all I can talk about. But yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I it changed my life.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I am a big advocate for it. I just haven't lately. My sex drive has been really low, I think, due to what's going on. I don't know. I've just been really stressed, but that's probably a good time to start. And I also, I did this, I used to do this weird thing when I um, lived in LA that I would get like so depressed when I would start to masturbate. I feel like something, I feel the shame, like something's wrong with me. This is like eight years ago. Crazy. Um, but yeah, you're right, Katie. Like why aren't we taught or encouraged to get to know our own body? It's just like, oh, the woman's just takes longer it's just a secret it's just like oh women are complicated women are hard and it's like no we're not we're actually this magical amazing human being that's supposed to bring life into this world but yet we're not taught to like enjoy the process or encourage
2: or empower to get to know the mystery behind the flaps
1: <laughs> yeah you're dead right yeah
2: I, I, there's there's a lot of shame there definitely i um i noticed that with people of all ages and Katie, too, brought up a good point of not knowing what feels good with, with partners. And so no matter you know what kinds of parts you have and what kind of parts your partner has, um, getting to know your own and, and working on communicating that to those that you're active with is only going to make both of your experiences better. And I think it can be hard sometimes because if If you're in a relationship where you're you're not used to sharing what you like and don't like, then it can sometimes make the other person feel less than if you're giving suggestions. And so I think the more that we all do that and that we explain how um, we're we're sharing that not to critique, but to help both people um, or as many people that are involved um, Mm -hmm. just reach the most pleasure possible.
1: Absolutely, because there's a lot of pressure, you know, when the roles are a woman doesn't know her body and the guy has to figure it out, that's a lot of pressure on the guy. And and then it's very stressful if you're expecting him to make you come or whatever. So I, yeah, I think, um, yeah, you have to just know your body and say what you like or figure at least say to them, you're trying to figure out with them. But yeah, I, I feel for lads where there is, because I had a guy write into me once saying there's just so much pressure on him to make a woman come.
2: And there can be pressure on a woman for another woman, right? Like, well, mm. as a woman, I should know what feels good to her because I have those parts. What's my excuse if I if I am not able to to please my my partner who has the same kind of parts as me?
0: And as a woman waiting to have the orgasm, there's a lot of pressure too because it's like, am I not the moment? Am I not feeling it? What I'm thinking about my to do list, but he feels good, and he it just uh sometimes it's just such a mind fuck, and I need to to get out of my mind
1: stop it's so hard and then the person your partner doesn't mean it's a bad like my last partner I was sleeping with sometimes I would just you know I'm just like it's I find it hard to orgasm and I have to really get in a headspace I have to like dissociate and be like the wall you know (laughs) but he'd be like oh I can see you're in your head get out of your head and I'm like now I'm in my fucking head (laughs) (laughs) it's we're like um, enigmas it's really it's hard and
2: but that's cool also that they were I guess trying to you know, verbalize what they were picking up on, which can sometimes yeah. be helpful and can sometimes help redirect and make things better. But if you're actually like in the zone and someone thinks you're not, then then that just brings you right out of the zone.
1: Yeah, no, in fairness to him, he was a, he was a good lover. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible for commitment, but a good lover. <laughs> <laughs> as they sometimes are. Can I ask a question, uh, if that's okay? But back, well, so Ash, for you, um, what are the benefits of having pubes for the people who do want to keep their pubes?
2: I um, I think they're great because they're protection. So most things on our body aren't there for no reason. Um, the hair is protection. It's um, it's a barrier. It's um, when you're when you're getting rid of the hair, then you're more likely to have little like nicks and cuts and just a an increased risk for infection. So that could just be infection like anywhere else on your body, not something sexually transmitted. So a little bacteria sneaks in and now you have those annoying bumps and some of them are a little bit swollen and, and can sometimes get pussy. Or maybe that doesn't happen, but you still have little small openings which can you know increase the risk of, of a virus like you know, herpes, if you are sexually trans, you know, if you're sexually active with someone who has that virus, of allowing that to get into your system. Um, but mostly, I just think that hair is beautiful, that hair's there to protect us. And if we, um, you know, just allow ourselves to have more of a relationship with it, we might not hate it so much.
1: It's also a natural lubricant as well, right?
2: Well, the hair.
1: Um, yeah, so I, I, so my gynecologist is on a warpath uh, to keep to make women have hair again. And so when I came in, she was like, "Oh, thank God, you have hair on your vagina," <laughs> <laughs> and she has like all these posts everywhere and information because she said that there's been a huge um, increase in genital warts and herpes uh, since the eradication of pubic hair. Mm-hmm. um and yeah. one of the things on the list was that it's a natural lubricant so when you're having sex the hair helps with the the like i don't know whatever spreading of the the wetness you have so that it's easy to slide in and out
2: okay Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. At first I was thinking like, how's hair lubricating? But I I can see what you're, the picture you're painting here.
0: It's like when you shampoo your hair and it maximizes. And so it's more size. I could see that happening. Um, You guys are encouraging me to try to let little, let the little girl hairs grow down there.
2: And it's going to be something that, really throws you off at first so whether it's stopping washing or stopping shaving you're going to just feel like a fish out of water you're you're really needing to kind of like re um re-identify with this and it's um you know i i think that there are some people who that just makes them more comfortable and if that's what makes you comfortable you got to do what's right for you and try to do it in the safest possible way Though so that being said, um, probably the original like reason for shaving had you know it seemed to have come most likely from porn and um, uh. porns really a lot of porn isn't a realistic representation of adult women and so it's it seems to have really like made a fetish of that prepubescent vulva so you know it's really very young women who don't have hair there and it's very young women whose inner labia um, are on the inside of course there's mature adult women who have bodies like that too but porn has made it seem like that's the only norm so if you're someone whose inner labia's actually hang out in this beautiful draping outside of your vulva or you know you have hair there it's it makes us think that's not sexy when when really it is, and it's all how um, how it's been portrayed to us. It's the story we've been told and has been, like, continued and canu- continued for generations now. Yeah, true that. <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs>
1: Well, I like like for you, if you feel sexier like that, of course, Janelle, keep it like I tried to shave it off once and it, it was like a my vagina felt all clammy and weird because my vagina wasn't used to it. So, of course, I'm sure if you grow pubes now, it, it'll take a while. But like, again, yeah, whatever makes you feel sexy. But I will say for sexual partners, I've had a lot of sexual partners and um not none of them have ever been like Ew, you, you have pubes oh, <laughs> and it, i'd always be worried i'd always be a little nervous oh. like even now with the new guy i'm seeing i'm like hope he likes my pubes but yes. like and it's that's just like it's just in our own head i don't think anybody re- and i i don't mind when the guy has pubes and i've noticed i've had two partners over here shape manscape and i've said to both of them you don't have to do that for me if that's when you do, want to do for yourself and they were like oh no i was doing it. The woman, I thought that was sexy. I was like, I don't give a shit. And they're like, oh, this is <laughs> this is great. One of them, he like grew his hair so long. He hadn't had it. He was like, I have to shave now because I haven't had it like this in so long. This is weird. <laughs> but yeah, there's just so many pressures we put on ourselves. Like
0: oh, yeah. you're right. No, you're you're kind, open, open-minded, generous lover. I feel like I like when a guy manscapes a little only because when I'm getting head I don't want to have hair in my mouth I just don't I never really liked hair to be honest I have a thing with (laughs) hair in sixth grade my best friend put a clump of hair like on my lunch tray and it's never ever left my brain it totally ingrained in me I have this I just don't like loose hair I just don't don't enjoy it but i but i do want to reevaluate how i look at my body and in what context like did i choose that i feel sexier with this sleek no hair thing or am i perpetuating this young girl fantasy that's not even realistic and i've been in a serious relationship for now over two years so it's not even like i have to necessarily think okay um, that's gonna sound awful i was gonna say it's not like i need to feel like oh i'm sexy i should always feel sexy even with my partner for a couple years but like Katie, what you're saying, where you're worried, like, oh, will someone accept me for my pubes? Which, of course, why wouldn't they? You're amazing. You're beautiful. And if they didn't, it'd be a good filtering system to be like, let's find the next one. But um, or to
2: educate them, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, not yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like I went on a tangent, but my whole thing was, my whole thing was like, yeah, I should reevaluate what I'm doing down there and like, why am I, why am I like a psycho
2: shaving every day for like. Well, if you are if you are someone who likes shaving though shaving more often is probably better because it is going to likely decrease that those ingrown hairs um yeah. just something to think about too so
0: Well I just wanted to remember or bring back the conversation to a question that we often get a lot the three of us is how can I prepare for my OBGYN visit, for my doc visit? And Katie brought that up to me because you were saying, or you just made me think of it because you were saying you went to your GYN and um,
1: hairy as fuck. Yeah, hairy as it was fuck. my wildest day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and had you had you used? Did you shower did you use soap or?
1: No, I shower every day, but I wasn't like um, going to any extra and everyone occurred to me because it's funny that people have asked you that question when you did the show. That would be like, I kind of feel like you can be at your messiest with your gyno. She's like the last person to judge you, right?
2: Tell us, Ash, what do you think? (laughs) So you're right, you're right. We're 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 not here to judge, and actually, it throws us off when people try to prep for us. And I think the average person who comes in to see us does do some is prepping. Is, is prepping and the shame they, again the shame
0: and the expectations yeah. and that oh I want to be a good girl or a good whatever
2: sometimes when i when i see that someone shaved i ask them you know do you shave regularly and sometimes they'll tell me oh no i shaved because i was coming here or some people shave before they come in to give birth and i'm thinking oh my goodness how are you reaching around that belly and the the (laughs) risk of just like cutting yourself and how uncomfortable and to be thinking about that oh i'm going into labor i gotta shave maybe Um, her maybe her partner did it you don't know so true (laughs) Good point. Maybe a little baby pulled out his hand, had a razor like, mom, I'll help you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, your body the way it is, is how we want to see you. Um, I mean, we don't have any desire really in what we expect except for, you know, just to be yourself. And I think a lot of people don't realize that.
1: You know, that's so great. I find this whole hair thing so stressful because even now that you're saying that, I'm like, it just reminded me, you know, like your body, how you want it yourself or whatever. But um someone started recently talking about how they shave their asshole. And I was like, I didn't even know I had hair on my asshole. All of a sudden I'm like looking at my arse. Like, is this something I need to worry about as well? But it's like, I looked at it. It was blonde hair. I was like, oh, I'm not going to worry about it. Well, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fair. Like I don't even shave the top of my legs. So I like in one way, I am kind of lucky that I'm like, it's not, it's not, I'm very fair, but I didn't know that was something we had to worry about as well. Like Jesus. Another
0: thing <laughs> to the list. Um, But you sound like Katie, Something like you have a good, OBGYN and Ash sounds like or I know Ash you actually are a good one Be- I have one that midwife. I like midwife sorry um, but I have one that f- then we'll get into the differences down the line down the road of like midwife first, OBGYN but I had a, I have one who I felt was judging me, and I did want to look totally extra great for her, even though she, like, one time just fingered me cold hands and called me Danielle, and I was like, yo, my name's Janelle, Elise, act like, you know me, I've been coming to you for three years, and I just felt like with her, I felt extra on guard to kind of look a certain way which is so silly but it kind of reminds me of women with fashion like oh I have to look really good not like the guys are ever going to notice but like I want to impress the woman in my life and it's like we try to almost turn it on for the ones that should be most accepting and welcoming but they're the ones we're most competitive with sometimes
1: yeah you need to go to my gynecologist she's great yeah I think like, I do. she's very like there's no um, filter do you know like like when she was like pulling stuff out of my vagina because I have HPV. She was like, oh, this looks awful. And like pulling it. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's funny. So I don't really care. You like the honesty? Yeah. On, and she's like, she's tough love. Like she, I haven't taken the pill since, but she prescribed it and sent it and was like you need to be on it and like picked out one that's good for me like she asked about my hormones and stuff now I still haven't ever taken it because I really don't want to but you know I have it just in case that ever like you know she's definitely like a a tough love and forced you to keep yourself safe and stuff like that so yeah I'll give you your I'll give I'll send you that's all you shouldn't feel judged what did she say to you that made you feel like did did you did she ever say anything about your body or anything
0: no she just was sort of like judging the fact that I wasn't keeping track of my periods, but I've had the um, IED for a couple of years now. And before that, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't doing the best job at tracking, but she was kind of like, you don't know, you haven't tracked, you don't track when you get your periods. And I'm like, no, I just don't. And so I felt like, just felt like I wasn't up to snuff for her for some reason, but perhaps she was trying her best. I was like, Ash, you could probably play devil's advocate. Like you have so many patients a day. You only have so much time. I just, the fact that like, I don't know she didn't warm up her hands she just felt very she was like literally and figuratively felt cold
2: to me and then like forgot my name it just was bizarre I typically tell my patients cold hands warm heart because I can't help how cold my hands are I have rhinoids and so they're always freezing um but you
1: know. that's nice though that you address it you're self-aware enough to address it but look just some of them are just like in out job done you know so but if you are a person who needs that kind of comforting, like obviously Ash, you're very comforting. If you had a saying where you're addressing that your ha- hands are cold, that's great. Like you're <laughs> obviously so very true. aware of your patience.
0: I would be like big smile, little vulva. That'd be my saying. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know.
1: Great laughs, hairy badge. That'd be yeah. mine.
0: <laughs> what color what color are you guys' pubes? I'm curious. I think Ash Ash, I've seen yours. I call you Firecrush lovingly for a reason. You know I don't like to share too much personal stuff okay, with the sorry. public, but
2: you're welcome to share for me. That's fine.
1: Katie, what about you? Mine are mine are brown with little bits of blonde hair, but oh. I feel like the blonde will go grey at some stage, which is fine. I don't care.
0: <laughs> do you do you, um? Do you dye anything down there?
1: Me? No. Couldn't be arsed. <laughs> well,
0: some um, people do dye like their butt hair and things. I've heard oh, people. Bleach, bleach.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: bleach! No, oh, and my my butt hair
1: is blonde, so it I, was when I looked once.
2: When you said diet, I was thinking like hot pink and funky colors.
1: <laughs> but I she's guess she's dying I, laughing. I want a pink badge.
0: I know. I bet you we should Google that. I'm sure there's like millions of rainbow color badges. Which some people
2: shave that. all kinds of great designs.
0: Yeah. I hate that some women feel like they have the pressure to to cut up their labia to do that
2: surgery. Labiaplasty. I didn't it's even a, know that was a thing. It's a super common surgery. Yeah.
1: Um, oh my God.
2: Don't cut yourself up. I'll eat that up. I like yeah. that stuff.
1: <laughs> well, I hear, and even that you're saying that is really good because, not good, but like, you know, knowing that there's different types of vaginas and that they're the majority because the first time I watched porn, I only had to, I did it for a podcast and it was lesbian porn but i the vagina was so different to mine and so unrecognizable to me that i didn't realize it was a vagina i thought it was a cush on her leg and that and i and the woman was rubbing it and i was like oh women are so great like they're so considerate she's like being like i'm okay with your scar and then the guy who was with me was like that's her vagina but it was just so different it was so out of my i don't i don't look at vagina, and after that now i've looked at vaginas online to kind of like educate (gasps) myself but it's just good to know that they're all so different so even when you're saying about the labioplasty like i'm guessing that's they cut off their flaps is it
2: so yeah so trimming so often it's when people (laughs) trim the inner labia so that they're not as like longer than the outer labia um or, or some people actually do it for maybe the like actual physical comfort. There's it rarely for people. Their inner labia can be so long that it can make things like walking and just regular activity uncomfortable. And so that's a very rare case where it might be life-changing for someone to get a little bit of a trim. But the average person, the, the majority of people who do get that procedure done do not need it done. And it's more based around body image issues. There's this awesome artist based in Brighton, England, actually, Jamie McCarthy, who I really love, I actually got him to come and talk at Yale once um, to a bunch of students here um, in the midwifery program, and he has this piece of art called the Great Wall of the Vagina. It's um, he has admitted that he should have called it the Great Wall of the Vulva, but he didn't know the difference between the Vulva and the Vagina when he first made it, and it got too popular, so we didn't want to change the name. And he said, no one knows what a Vulva is anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recommend everyone go and check it out because there's just Hundreds of images of perfectly casted vulvas, so like actual casts of their vulva. He actually came to my house and cast my vulva on our kitchen table with my now husband there. Um, <laughs> and it was a really empowering experience. I, uh, I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> But it, but really what, what the reason I love his work and I have his book and I keep it with me in clinic and occasionally I'll pull it out when I have someone who, um, is not comfortable with their body and I have them look through the pictures. Sometimes not even, um, sometimes I don't even do an exam. I've had this young teen that was sent to me by her pediatrician, um, stating that she had an issue with her leave and that they were too long. And I showed her the pictures. I said, do any of these look like yours? And she said, yeah. And I said, these are all normal. If they're not bothering you, there's no need to do anything about it. Um, and it was really amazing for her. It was probably one of my favorite visits I've ever had as a midwife, which people sometimes think that's such a basic visit, but knowing that hopefully that changes her life and how she looks at herself. Um, so yeah, I recommend his books or his pictures or his art to, to everybody. He's done some, he struggled a lot with his own body image issues. Um, and he has other work that's not just female, the female body.
1: That's amazing. I love this. I just gave me chills, the fact that
0: you redirected that young girl's course of life just yeah. based on that showing, normalizing it. And this is why this podcast is important, not to toot our own little vulvas here, but <laughs> I, I think this is really important because this is like three diverse perspectives, but all for, you know, promoting advocacy and knowledge and empowerment around sexuality and reproductive rights and organs. And I just think, um, I'm learning a ton already. And it's so silly because I feel like I should have known all this already, but I think it almost takes so much, un- like so much conditioning and deep rooted things have taught me to believe or see things a certain way, but it's nice that we can remind one another, like, this is, this is totally normal, you know, over obsessing over hygiene and things is actually not normal. And, what was that guy's name again? Tyler, what? Jamie McCarthy. Oh, Jamie. Jean- <laughs> I say Tyler. Uh, my internet broke out, so I I missed it. Jamie McCarthy, okay.
2: Jamie, yeah. We can oh, link We can link him, his,
1: his yeah, info definitely. somewhere. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, uh, Jay,
2: I'm so glad you've brought us all together. This is going to be a great a great path we can all travel on together. We all have a lot to learn from one another. Isn't
0: Katie amazing too? Like I'm really excited. When I saw what she was doing on TikTok and Instagram, I'm like, this is the piece to our missing puzzle. Or the Oh wait, the missing puzzle, the missing piece to our puzzle. You guys, too much caffeine already. I am over here just
1: thrilled. Oh my to God, be- no, stop. No, this is great. And there was one thing, one more thing I wanted to kind of get on Janelle, your uh a expertise is that you're it's it was something that you said earlier and i kind of noted in my head but you've been in a two-year relationship so you're in a serious relate and i think most people the fact that you're still grooming yourself is amazing as soon as i get to two months i'm like we're growing this bitch out
0: (laughs) (laughs) two months you're like cheeto dust i don't care nacho whatever yeah no i don't know i think that really points to that I do this for me. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. he he loves me regardless of who I am and wouldn't care, but I've just always liked kind of the sleeker, clean look. But then again, now I'm really, you guys are pushing me in, in challenging good ways to really look at that. Do I feel that's still aligned with my values and morals? Or is that something that was pushed upon me at a young age? I accepted and buried deep down like every other female expectation In this 21st century that was kind of demanded upon us without us having a say or questioning it. Wait, do I agree with that? Wait, do I feel that's really me? Um, So I have to actually do some, you know, work and think about, do I still want to keep this going? Because I, after talking to you guys, you guys have inspired me in a way that's like, I don't need to be doing all that work. And even Ash, you said to me one time, Janelle, when you're in the shower and you feel like there's not much for you to do in the shower why don't you just meditate and be in the water? And it's like, that's definitely a better headspace to be in post pre COVID. I never really, I didn't shower that often. I would, my line would say, I spend more time making it look like I showered than if I had just showered and like dry shampoo, just I run out the, the, run out the, um, the door to work. I always be doing comedy late and then going to my day job, but now I'm sitting around all day and I'm like, I need something to do. So I, I do a lot of, I do body shower every day. I don't always wash my hair, but I often find what do, what the heck do I do in that shower for, you know, 5 minutes. So I just grab the razor and Just go to town
2: yeah i remember having that conversation with you and it makes me realize how different my showers are than they once were i used to hop in the shower and okay okay gotta get gotta get the ankles the legs the thighs the you know all these parts of me shaved and um now i'll occasionally shave my armpits but that's about it and um other than that and i don't wash my hair very much because my scalp doesn't like it um Mm. so i'm pretty much just chilling and i play a good song and i do some deep breathing and i let the day wash away for me, it's usually the end of the day. Sometimes um, you drink a beer, or and you call me. You
0: do shower drinks, <laughs> or or you'll do a lot of phone calls from the shower. I'm like in the shower, I can hear
2: some noise. A, I'm very relaxed there, and it's just it's my me time. Um, especially That's- now with with COVID, I I um I have a pretty strict regimen when I come home from work, and so I've instead of turning it into a chore, it's become sort of my my me time.
1: That's great. Me- I love that.
2: What's your shower like, Katie?
1: Um yeah i don't like i i'm just yeah it's like a relax i kind of i don't really like i shower obviously every day but and i like being in the shower but i hate getting out of the shower you know and drying yourself off it's like the bane i hate washing my hair because my hair is so long but i like this shower talk because when i put up a tiktok about like pubes and uh not shaving them or just trimming them a lot of men were writing uh, that's so lazy and that's dirty okay so here's the thing like you know it is a lot of effort to actually shave and it is a lot of effort to wash your hair if your hair is long but actually it's cleaner if you don't wash your hair you know it's better your scalp um they say only two times a week so actually you're, you're being it's better for you and then secondly too with the pubes that keeps out bacteria so actually it's not dirty. Just when you were right. talking about shower, I wanted to link all those in because I was like, and as well, they say we're not meant to actually clean ourselves as much as we do as well. Like, you know, with all the products and stuff like that. So, because even with your face, like, you know, you you wash it so much that it actually produces more oil that produces more acne, apparently. Mm. So it's like, we've really just fucked ourselves over Last, last. Yeah.
2: Well, and the, I was thinking of that. Both of you mentioned, you know, like, or Kitty even, Obviously, I'm showering every day. And Janelle, you know, you have all this free time at home, and you've been taking your daily showers. I used to body. not, though. I used to be a lazy showerer, <laughs> and and but but being a lazy showerer is actually better i would say so our skin our largest organ is our skin and it does not like to shower every day um it it dries us out you think water shouldn't that be moisturizing it's not and so i'd love to encourage people to space their showers out even every other day um if if your life and your job allows for it mine right now um seems like it isn't i'm someone who who did not shower much before before this time. But now it just feels like uh, with this virus, it makes me feel a little bit better coming home and do my, do my rinse. But- For
0: me, it helps me wake me up in the morning. And if I, mm. this is strange. This, I wonder if this happens to you guys. If I don't shower, my temperature, my homeostasis level, like my body temperature just feels off all day. Like I'm either really hot or chilly, sweaty. And I feel like when I shower, I kind of reset, reconfigure my internal system. And another thing is I should get a bidet because if I had a bidet, I wouldn't need to shower as much. I have a very active digestive system. So a lot of times I'm just like big breakfast, cup of coffee. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom, hop in the shower. It's right there. You got it. It's a one, two. If I had a nice bidet, I might be chilling for a couple of days. But I love that.
1: Me too. I can't stop pooping. I have IBS. <laughs> so I poop every time I eat. Yeah, me too. The poopers. Everyone, my friends are always like, "You're so thin. Like, what's your exercise routine?" And I'm like, "I can't keep food inside me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very unhealthy." (laughs) Same,
0: Katie. Same.
1: This has been great, though. I think, like, um, what do you ladies know? What the next topic we'll kind of? I thought it was interesting when you spoke about, um contraceptive pills and contraception and maybe that'd be something we could cover for next week if you guys were interested in that and then people could write in their stories or advice needed or questions and we could try to uh cover one at the end does that yeah,
0: sound good? I love that idea i think before we sh- we go to we should do i know maybe we should should have done this at the top but it's okay like if you don't if anyone wants to plug anything or say what they're doing or because i know we didn't really kind of just like jumped into it and be Ash, you mentioned clinic and hospital. You should probably say what you do exactly. or who we
2: all are. Yeah, who we are a little. Well, I'm Ash. I'm Janelle's sister. And I'm a midwife and nurse practitioner at Yale. um, And I work in an inner city clinic and I catch babies at um, Yale Hospital. So that's a bit about me and what brings me to this conversation.
0: And you have a couple chickens that you love, and a husband, and you're living a nice life right now.
2: <laughs> I love chickens and husbands. I'm so jealous. Of your <laughs> life. I had four warm eggs this morning, first thing. <gasps> oh my god! I can't wait to have
1: a husband and chickens.
2: <laughs> Orange yolk, that nice. mm, You guys, sometimes actually, I like to
0: call um, cum dick yolk, just so you know.
1: <laughs> nice. I just I called it. And, in ugh. The <laughs> <note>.
0: <laughs> and then a classy note. And Katie, go ahead. um
1: i am katie boyle i'm from ireland and janelle asked me to come on board this because i was doing sex ed videos Uh, like it's sex ed that i didn't know so it's not educational uh or probably not 100 percent factual just like i think this is right (laughs) um and i do a sex podcast already so where it was kind of just getting over the shame of sex and um you know, coming to terms with like masturbation and all of that. So yeah. And I'm from Ireland. So we have a lot of uh, shame around sex there. Whereas New York is very different. You guys are talking about blowjobs on the train. (laughs) Yeah. And I love it. It's great. I love this, uh, this uh, yeah. Trying to figure out how to be okay with sex and body stuff.
0: Same. And I'm Janelle Draper, Ash's sister, Katie's friend, also a comedian living in New York city from Boston, Massachusetts. And I don't know if I've told you this, Katie, but Ash and I are actually Irish citizens. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Grandmother was born in Donegal, Ireland. And I definitely want to confront the shame that's around sexuality and healthy consensual sex because I think it's important. So I'm just really excited for this. And thanks, guys, for listening.